podcast listeners, I'm Dan. And I'm Ian. This is the Lifestyle Business Podcast, where we believe a business can get you to the lifestyle that you desire. Is that what we believe today? I think that's about what we believe. I think it's something different every day, but that sounds pretty good today. How passionate are we about business? Uh, it's our 24-hour-a-day uh, approach. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the work-life, no-balance approach to awesome. And yeah. Yeah. The, the four-hour work week plus about 200 hours. <laughs> Okay, here's here's what the, the today we're going to talk about. Stop fucking watching Lost. And this, yeah. is, <laughs> this is this is thank my, you, thank you, Gary V. Gary V. Cracks. I mean, I exploded with delight when he said, you know, basically, I think the question is, is like, how do you do business if you don't have any time and if you don't have any money? And his response, like the, screaming at the top of his lungs, is "Stop fucking watching Lost." You know, like right. it doesn't cost any money to start a business. You just need to work your tail off. You need to put the hours in. And, right. And so uh, we've got pay pay, att- pay attention. It costs nothing. <laughs> it costs not pay Please. attention exactly. And it's about a hustle. So it's about hustling. So we pulled together four quick. Uh, Four quick approaches uh, that help us approach our business with passion, passion, and inspiration. I know I'm just sounding really upbeat today. What's going on with you? What are you doing over there in San Diego, I presume? Today was a big day for us. Um, we had some annual reviews. We're winding down for the year. Uh-huh. Um, so we've been going over the financials for this year, and <laughs> I think we talked a little bit about that last uh, show, and, and we had some pretty good growth. This year, um, gave out some bonuses and uh, looking forward to next year. You know, it's okay to repeat uh, what you said on previous episodes because my mom, she's totally cool with hearing things twice, so <laughs> it's no problem. Hey, you didn't give me a bonus. Uh, the reason I didn't give you a bonus is um, you didn't ask for it. God damn. You know, and that's yeah. a good business lesson, too. For anybody on the other end, if you don't ask, you're not. You're probably not going to get it. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Are you giving yourself a bonus? Um, this year, uh, we'll, we'll have to see how how we actually end up at the end of the year. But uh, I don't see why not. We've been <laughs> plugging away for a long time, <laughs> and uh, I'm thinking about getting off the canned beans and actually going down the street to the Mexican restaurant and getting. <laughs> Being served to me next year, hopefully. So Okay, topic, discuss. I want the Android 2. Is that a smart thing for me to want right now? You know what, man? I am uh, so out of the loop on this Android thing, okay. you know? So I'm probably the wrong guy to ask. I mean, I'm, I'm into my iPhone, and, and uh, maybe I'm just getting a little older, but the thought of uh, switching platforms right now is just, it's overwhelming. Well, I'm... Got this podcast going, you know. Got a couple business ventures, you know. I, I just the thought of bringing an Android into my life is <laughs> it's, it's too much. You know, there's an issue for the world travelers on the docket here. They'll know what I'm talking about with the iPhone. If you decide to crack your iPhone, and it's a little bit more difficult to crack the 3GS, you basically uh, sacrifice your iTunes and App Store integration. And for me, as like a radio listener, like I'm huge into my iTunes account and everything. That's unacceptable. So I 
actually don't crack my iPhone and carry a local telephone as well. So the promise of the Android is that, um, of course, there's not the direct iTunes integration, but the promise is that uh, I could use it as a complete solution. And so that's interesting to me. Also, I, I've heard about the Google Apps integration where they sync your contacts across every platform, including like Facebook, Twitter, uh, your telephone address book. I think that that's pretty interesting. Hmm. Yeah. Of course, and, uh, it doesn't sound it, very it ro- <laughs> You sound excited right now, I can tell. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, one thing that's that I'd be interested in is... Uh, the Android's going to run on. Um, is it going to run on the Verizon network? Mm. I don't know about that. How about Anyways. you have the, How would you have our guy look it up? Yeah. The, the, <laughs> hey, guy, the, look it up. The guy's on your end. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, uh, there was that article that came out this um, this week on on AT and T. You know, and I I've been a loyal uh, Verizon customer. Just to to kind of go off on a tangent here, I've been a loyal Verizon customer in the United States for the past. Uh, Ten years, you know, and when the iPhone came out, I said, "Well, I got to get that." So I guess I'm going to jump ship. But man, I, I couldn't be. Uh, the service is just horrible. Let's really? be honest, you know. Yeah, I, I'm just not happy with it. All right. Um, so it's so out there. It's live. Mr. Ian the, is not into AT and T. You do not recommend AT and T. you know they're nice enough, good customer service, but um, you know, pull it together, guys. You got you. you <laughs> You got the most popular phone on your network, and uh, you put out a statement saying that uh, you you know the the data that you know the the data is killing you guys. You know, yeah. as far as bandwidth, you know, pull it together. Like you didn't see this coming, right? Well, apparently they didn't. You know, one of the interesting things about the iPhone, and the reason I love it, is you know, over top of you know, used to rock a Palm or a BlackBerry user, iPhone users use the internet like eleven times more time. How amazing is that? You know, you hear BlackBerry users, like, making all their apologies, like, my syncs with my Outlook or whatever. Why the hell, first off, would anybody want to sync with Outlook? I mean, maybe, by all means, I'm going to get some hate mail for that, but come on, get on the Gmail already. The second thing is, uh, fucking Outlook. You don't use Outlook, do you? No, I don't use Outlook, but that, you know, it, it works for some people. The second, thing, if, well, if you, okay, well, the second thing about these BlackBerry users is that you can't surf the internet. I mean, that's true. It's awful. It's it's crap. So I think that's interesting. Is like if you look at smartphone data pre uh, iPhone, there's really no precedent to be able to judge. Like, how would you ever guess an eleven times eleven fold increase? And that doesn't maybe even account for the app usage. Well, I could have guessed it. I mean, I used to have a trio, <laughs> and when I picked up the iPhone, I started using the internet all the time. So I, you know. Uh, three or four years ago when the iPhone came out, I, I could have predicted that people were going to be surfing the net all the time. I'll tell you what I started using all the time is paper toss. And and I want to I see someone <laughs> someone forward me the YouTube video or somewhere, the guys who rigged this to get like 7,000 in a row. Yeah, I'm thinking they got to put like templates on, the, on yeah. the front of their iPhone or something. There's some kind of masking tape. In fact, that might not be a bad business to, to sell these these templates. It's a little discouraging though because um, when you see scores like that, it just—I just don't even want to play anymore. You know, it's like, well, <laughs> I'm just not gonna—I'm—I'm I'm never gonna beat that. <laughs> All right, so we've got four ways that you can approach your business with passion and inspiration, and the reason that that's important is because our uh, our surmision, surmision, our idea here is—is is that um, well, it's going to become a huge part of your life. You know, you've got to put in the hours, 
and build a real asset, build something. If you don't have a bunch of money already, um, it's it's going to take it's going to take some sweat, so to speak. So how do we pour that sweat into it? What's the first one, Ian? Okay, well, if you don't have a a, a boyfriend or a girlfriend or a loved one, um, yeah, this is probably going to be your life. So uh, get ready, right? Yeah. And use your business to achieve uh, your personal goals, um, spending, traveling, lifestyle. Right. So a couple I things mean, that come to mind with that is, number one, expense account. Booyakasha. Absolutely. It's pretty nice, right? Yeah, absolutely. You're in, writing stuff off. It's great. Yeah, I think, you know, it's not, first off, like, an expense account isn't everything it's chalked up to be, but... Uh, it's just nice to know that things that, you know, experiences that you might have had otherwise would have to pay on taxed income, now uh, you can chalk it up as an expense to your business. So I think that that's a big advantage, uh, especially for people whose the lines are starting to blur a little bit, you know? Sure, cat, you know, money is money. If you don't have it to spend at your business or on a personal level, you, you know, you're not getting on the plane, but... It is nice to be able to get on the plane and uh, expense it. Yeah, I mean, it's not like you're... You shouldn't be spending more, you know? But, like, yeah. Yeah, tonight, for example, I'm going to be meeting uh, for dinner with my colleagues, and that's a business expense. And that's nice because I don't have to pay, like, 35% tax on that and then respend it again for dinner. Uh, instead, that's coming out of the business because it's, it's related to our business. And uh, to me, that's that's a nice little perk. Um, sure. Another example of using your business to achieve personal goals is, you know, I'm here in the Philippines outsourcing uh, our web development and web marketing. Now, I guarantee you, we might have a couple Filipino employees, but, like, we wouldn't have such an aggressive presence here if that weren't directly tied in with my passion to live in Asia. Yeah, that's right. And, uh, you know, last year the listeners know that I spent a lot of time in Vietnam and Cambodia, and I've been all around, China, and, you know, I'm using the two in concert together um, to achieve both business aims and uh, travel travel uh, goals. So, and, it, and it works both ways, right? So the lines kind of get blurred. Yeah, I, mean, I think our business can leverage my passion Otherwise, like, you know, I, we might be doing the same thing, but we might have had to hire a consultant, for example. And so that would just be a greater expense for our business, and my passion would be directed towards something else, maybe networking in San Diego or uh, going to design conferences in the U.S. or whatever it is. But instead, uh, we're leveraging as a business my passion for travel, you know, allowing me to be here, expense all these crazy expenses. And, you know, it, it's, a, it's a kind of a, it's a symbiotic relationship. Yeah, and uh, Asia is extremely inexpensive, so <laughs> it works out for everyone. It works out for everyone. It really does. And I think that's it's a lesson. The lesson, the takeaway for me is that if you have a, like a real passion for something, in my case, that's expatriation and travel, uh, like go for it. Don't ever consider it as a liability because if you tap into that that uh, fire, that fuel, it's going to end up being something that fuels your business. And you need to get get involved with an organization that can take advantage of those passions. So that's the kind of takeaway of that first point for me. Good. The second point? Aim big. Use the business as a vehicle. And I know there's a, a term you use a lot called, you call it as, as a business platform. So why don't you tell us a little bit about that? 
Yeah, I think um, when we talk about aiming big, I think it's a, uh, you know, I also like to use uh, visualization techniques. Um, and we've talked about some of this before, but, you know, picturing um, picturing a warehouse full of your goods or um, picturing an inbox with 50 uh, emails or, you know, 50 orders. Right. Um, and, yeah, really using your business um, to get you where you want to be, to to get you where, where you think you'll be in, in three years. You know, the only permission, or, like, there's something about the business world that's different from the rest of the world. In my mind, is that there are no rules and there are no mores. Like, all it is is there's a market and they decide whether you win or not. And so you don't have to ask permission from anybody. You just show up and act big and go big, and that can change your whole life. You know, you don't have to. You don't have to get a certification. You don't have to go to the right school, and you don't have to know the right people. And I, yeah, there are no rules, and I think that's a really important point um, it, to to recognize is that um, if you want to aim big, um, don't 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 set yourself up for failure earlier on by by setting up rules and restrictions and and uh, obeying gatekeepers. I mean, really aim big. Number three, demand excellence and upgrade your personal circle as an entrepreneur. Work with excellent people. And uh, use your business as you know a platform to find great partners, new friends, interns, and employees. That's a long point. <laughs> it is, but I think what you're trying to say is, uh, you know, get yourself out there with this stuff. You know, it's it's super fun. It's super fun to start engaging with people that are interested in what you're interested in. And I think um, you meet a lot of really like-minded people in business and. Um, uh, it's 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 really cool uh, to come across people. I mean, we met through um, business um, and ended up being um, you know good friends as well. But uh, I, th- I I think using your business as a way to um, meet interesting people is is awesome, and and that's something that you do a lot of uh, abroad even. Uh, I mean, you know what? It's it's no business card can compare to actually having done something significant. And let's roll up the th- first three points together. You know, if, if your business is involved in your passion, if you're aiming big, like the networking opportunities, the opportunities to upgrade your social circle and get involved with other people who are big-time doers and people who are showing up is incredible. I mean, look, we've got a guy like Sean Ogle is going to become our intern, and, and only because we started a business, we accomplished something big, we... Uh, you know, m- infuse it with passion and vision. So you get things like interns, like great people will work for you for uh, very cost-effective rates, at least to begin with, and that's a huge, uh, a huge opportunity. Uh, on the other end, you know, I met with uh, two. Uh, we have to do a podcast on on this experience. Definitely hung out with two entrepreneurs who were both worth over $10 million, and it was an incredible evening uh, hanging out with these guys, picking their brains. And, you know, my calling card to be at that table, the only reason that I got the invite, the only reason that I was accepted into the conversation was that I have this mindset where, you know, and I have this business. And that was my end to really hanging out with exceptionally interesting uh, people that I admire greatly, so... You're a pretty nice guy too. I mean, uh, yeah, I know. I think I ended up. It's got to count for something. <laughs> they might have been drunk too. I don't know. <laughs> Number four: be yourself in your niche. Open your business and yourself to your customers. Very, 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 very important. Um, you know, I I made the comment earlier um, 
off the show, which is, uh, you know, d- don't sell diet pills um, if you've been skinny your whole life and, and you've never been on a diet before and, and you don't know what it, you know, you don't know the first thing about diet pills and dieting, right? So, I, I, I mean, if you've got some kind of inf- insider information or you feel really qualified to do it, you know, go for it. But in most cases, I think um, people tend to be more successful in things that they are comfortable with and um, things that hit, hit close to home, you know? Yeah. And it really allows you to be more of yourself when you can um, uh, when you can talk about things that you're comfortable about talking about. If you're constantly battling with a sense of, like, discontinuity, if you're constantly battling, like, is this really me? Like, am I really posturing here? You know, if you just can't, like, let your hair down and talk to your customers, like, straight up, uh, it can just, it wears on you. And if, 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 it, if it takes, you know, you're not going to build a million dollar business in six months, so you're going to have to be at it for a couple years. You really want something where you can open up those personal afterburners and express yourself. Like for me, for example, I'm a little like of a kookier kind of guy, and uh, I like to make little jokes and uh, uh, maybe a little off color at times. And, you know, part of the reason I could never work a corporate job. I, I never lasted in a corporation more than six months, and I had to end up working at medium and small size businesses that, you know, the kinds of businesses that would be accepting of a crazy new idea, for example. Um, <laughs> and because I'm going to have one every week, and I'm going to want to tell to people in colorful language, and I'm going to want to swear occasionally, and and that's just the way it's going to be. And and what's the point of me suffering through a situation where I would have to, you know not let my personal colors shine through. To me, it's just not worth it. There's no... I mean, it has to be a pretty incredible payout, but it's uh, it's, not a, it's not a sustainable approach. Not at all. And it, it doesn't make for building very um, strong or, or uh, trusting relationships, you know? I mean, one of, the, one of the themes in all this is that I think it's very true that people want to do business with their friends. And... Absolutely. And... If you want to make friends, you can't be a, a big fat phony, right? You have to, you you have to be real, and uh, you just got to put yourself out there. And if people don't like you, that's cool. At least you're showing the elements that other people can then latch onto to like you. You know, if you're being so exactly. so guarded that no one has access, then you're not going to make friends. Exactly. Word. So those are our four points on uh, just some things to think about as you approach. Uh, if you're identifying a niche or you're trying to figure out like what's the kind of the attunement you want to take in your business, I think those are those are some fun points and they're ones that keep me working hard for our business. Especially number one is that um, like the ways in which we've managed to combine our business with our personal goals is that you know our business has been the enabler, the vehicle for me to realize my some of my biggest passions in life. You know. It's an important point for me. If you would have, if you would have told me five years ago that, hey, like you can start a business that is gonna like enable you, like actually pay for you to travel the world while you work, like, and you earn equity, my like brain would have exploded against the wall. Like I just would have been like, that's not possible. You know, work is work, and uh, it's not. It's not at all. Times are changing. Times are changing. You know, technology is changing, and and also like entrepreneurship is an option that I didn't fully understand at that time. Um, you know, the the opportunity that that is ownership. Um, 
And so like, like you said, your business starts to look like you, like your dog, right? So, uh, <laughs> in my case, like our business looks like a crazy traveling jalopy global nomad ship part of it at least. And, and we're all t- tied together by base camp and Skype and, and that's how we roll because that's me. And uh, that's really exciting stuff. I didn't think that that was possible five years ago. So It is exciting. And I think, um, you know, people should really get comfortable with that. I think at first we weren't necessarily comfortable with that. Um, and it, it almost seemed um, like a little bit showboaty, you know, Yeah. Um, that you're able to do this. But this is, this is the way it is. I mean, uh, you see something and you go for it. And that's what we mean by aiming big. Um, using your business as a vehicle, visualizing, achieving goals. I mean, this is all stuff that you just have to put your mind to and you have to not be embarrassed about it. And you have to understand that a lot of people are really successful and a lot of people um, take great joy and passion, I know that we do, in um, steering the ship and taking control of their business and their life and using their business as a way to control it their life so rock on quick tip at the the end of the episode I've got a new post over at Tropical MBA where I am obsessing more about Gary Vaynerchuk so go check that out Um, also follow me on Twitter I love it at Tropical MBA that's me we're going to be back tomorrow with another lifestyle business podcast what are we going to be talking about tomorrow Uh, we're going to be talking about all kinds of cool stuff it's going to be incredible It's going to be unbelievable. (laughs) Until then. Thanks for giving me a ring, Ian. Talk to you then. Hey, podcast listeners. Thanks for joining us. Always good to have you. Don't be shy. We've got a mailing list, lifestylebusinesspodcast.com. Get signed up and 